Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away, and you will pask in the glory. <laughs> Two weeks in a this row. This is Justin. I'm one of the hosts. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. You knew I was going to do it, so you took it from me. <laughs> How dare you? I, You know what? I'm, I'm so mad about this, Justin. This is Josh, by the way. I am going to uh, throw my jacket off. In the ring, and then I'm gonna drop an elbow on it. Have you guys ever seen when Ric Flair does that, where he like he'll take his it's, it's drop his drops an elbow on his own jacket with not a person yeah. in it. Yep, um, it's a, that it's jacket really a pissed him off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine. I'll, I'll I'll find it. We'll I'll have a video of this in the next yeah. thirty seconds. Yeah, uh, this yeah. is Kyle, and I'm just so excited to be here talking about Clone Wars, even though it's been over for years. Da Wars. Hey man, Duh, it's always a good time to Wars. talk Clone Wars. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Farley, bolster, 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 bolster. Duh, worst, the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst. Ah, <laughs> what's that for it's you? Like 12? his fourth heart attack this so, week. A baker's dozen. <laughs> um, for for those don't that don't know, check out some old uh, Chris Farley uh, SNL clips uh, of the Bears guys or the Bulls guys, whichever one you prefer, but classic classic um yeah we're diving into clone wars we're continuing our mortis arc we've got uh, the remaining two episodes to discuss this evening it's episode 16 and 17 of season three altar of mortis and ghost of mortis but before we get into that we do got a little bit of news and notes that came in the last week it's been busy the last week i'd say we we had some new stuff drop so um this came out just a couple days ago, actually. The Galaxy's Edge is going to have the Stellan Geos lightsaber, legacy saber. It's limited to 5,000 pieces. It arrives this fall. I don't, I didn't see a price yet. I don't know if you guys saw a one or not, million but. million dollars. Yeah. Um, I'm going to guess it's in the tree fitty area somewhere in there, three to tree fitty. Um, it is, it is hefty. It's a broadsword of of a lightsaber. Huh. Yeah, I was in, I was impressed by the by the size of it. Yeah, the the crossguard thing yeah. is pretty wide. Um, it is, and it's like a fixed. Yeah, like does you know what I mean? It's like whereas Kylo's is just floating out there. This has like a. Well, it's a got like a wrist guard. It's so you're not like yeah. Uh, your your wrist like isn't right there, the, bumping into the exposed lightsaber, right? Correct. So it was weird. It was, uh, but it's cool. It's a cool looking saber. Um, all of those from that era are super cool. Yeah, especially that double one. Um, the, 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 the somebody had like a f- look like a tuning fork, kind of didn't they? Like a oh, uh, you're yes, right. The white one, the way seeker. Um, yeah, well, I can't remember her name. Well, it um, it folded. So yeah, it was folded in half, and it and then she could unfold it and make like the double bladed. Yeah, no tuning fork mm-hmm. was the lo- the wrong thing. But um, yeah. are you guys surprised that we're getting like a uh, something like that before we got any figures for these books? 
Yeah. It's, a little bit, yeah. Well, and I'm surprised they're leaning into High Republic stuff at the parks, which is pretty niche. Um, you know, yeah. I, I would think there's a high percentage of people visiting the Disney parks that have like a way more casual interest in Star Wars than characters that only existed in novels. Mm-hmm. So far. Agreed. Yep. Could um, could we'll could that be a foreshadowing of you know more High Republic stuff to come? So then there, you know, I guess it doesn't make sense to release something like that early. But I hope um, so. I'd love to see some of these characters on screen. I'm just really excited for the Geode action figure when that rolls out. It's gonna rock, dude. <laughs> ah, <laughs> see what you did there. Geode, waka, waka, waka. Geode's a big rock, so that's the joke. <laughs> He's a vintage. You'll have some uh, rolling good times with the Geode action figure. Um, well, speaking of High Republic, uh, Kevin Scott actually Friend uh, of the just show. released Tales of the Death Star. Uh, if you guys haven't seen that yet, it's a collection of short stories, much like what he did with um, the Holiday Book um, for Light. What is it for Light and Life? I think was that the other no. Uh, I forget what the other one, the holiday book that they did. Um, I don't remember the title. He's of now it. got one out that's like a collection of short, scary stories that are all set on the Death Star. So that would be is a scary workplace as of now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember uh, Eddie Izzard, the Jeff Vader at the D- Death Star Canteen? Have you ever that Mm-mm. stand-up bit? No. No. Okay. <laughs> um, look it up. I got so many links uh, to send you guys already. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that came out or is available today. And then we did get a little bit of news on some audiobooks. The Essential Legends collection is now actually getting uh, full on audio versions of the books from Legends. Uh, previously, there was only like snippets of, of them, or uh, the book wasn't complete or there wasn't a record at all. Now they're actually rolling out audiobooks of these um outbound flight by timothy zahn is coming out december 19th voiced by mark thompson um courtship of princess leia by dave wolverton comes out january 23rd uh i jedi by michael stackpole is on uh march 12th of 24 survivor's quest by timothy zahn is december 19th and then yoda dark rendezvous is coming out on january 23rd of 24 so are there and they're re-recording all of those because for me like it it makes sense totally makes sense to re-record like your your 90s not your 90s novels your timothy zahn stuff your kevin j anderson stuff um because those the audiobooks for those were abridged and uh, low quality audio of a stuffy British guy doing the stuff. You've reached like, the end of tape four. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Mark Tom like Outbound Flight and um uh the other Survivor's like, th- Quest. Uh, yeah, the t- those two go together. Um, I think we're already done by Mark. Like, I, why why are we re-recording it? I think that was because it was again the just an abridged version. It wasn't the full version. So it was full. They by the two thousands they were they were doing full books. 
I was that was that was my life. I don't know. We'll have to dig into it and see, but that's the story that came out today. So I mean, um, hey, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with Mark getting as much Star Wars work as possible. He's you know, oh, does yeah. Disney own the yeah, rights to these, and they just decided that they're not canon? So are they like? I guess what I'm getting at is who is putting up the money for things like recording, distributing these and who makes the money on the sales. Cause there's been a f- few re-releases of, uh, these legends books in, in various capacities now. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Does anybody know, know how that, like who, what company owns Disney these? and, and, the publishers, I would guess. I don't know. But. I, don't yeah, I mean, know. I, it, it's Del Rey. I mean, Del Rey does. All the Star Wars books uh, come through Del Rey with the they exception have, of whatever ones get picked for the Disney. They have distribution rights, but I don't believe they own the intellectual properties, right? I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe I don't understand all that, but. It's just curious to me, me that there that someone is is sinking this money into um non canon stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to we'll dig into that a little bit, find out where the we'll follow the money trail. I'll, I'll tell going. you why they're doing it, that's for sure. <laughs> well, um, and you know and then, some guy in a suit is also on Twitter seeing all the you know, grumpy old men. And shut up and this. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, they could, they could have, they could have done that initial re-release on, uh, on a whim on an ex- as an experiment. And then it sold well enough to keep doing them. Very true. I don't know. I'm going to get um, to the bottom of that. Uh, not during this podcast, but I'm <laughs> curious about the book stuff and who's making what calls and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. just something I was got, thinking about now that we brought it up. We have way cooler things to talk about uh, this episode, Josh, than the paper trail. So um, we did get um, one interesting snippet that was released on uh, StarWars.com, which was, um, I think it was kind of a, just a summary of, of Ahsoka, and it was a, a comment that was made on the discussion of the Force Ghost Anakin in Ahsoka at the end. Um, but Star Wars official was basically because a lot of people have asked, well, why did Anakin appear at the end? there, kind of overlooking things and their direct quote uh, was the Convor Morai and the force spirit of Anakin Skywalker both appear to give Ahsoka Tano signs that she's exactly where she is supposed to be. Um, and the article that I read kind of summarized that with, you know, if you look at, um, you know, like Ray and Kylo in the sequel trilogy and you look at, um, Kylo in particular, like he kept, he was very disgruntled and frustrated that he couldn't channel the anger and the ghost of Anakin, his great, his grandfather to kind of channel into that dark side energy and he wouldn't appear for him. And so he was frustrated and that was in large part because Kylo Ren was not where, who he was supposed to be or where he was supposed to be, which we see in the last one um, in his kind of redemption arc. So um, it was just a very interesting quote, which kind of solidified more that, Hey, Ahsoka and Sabine remaining on Peridia was the right 
decision and and that's the way the force worked and should have worked out that way and that's where they're supposed to be so it'll be a real interesting season two to see where we go with that and what they do or what where it's guiding them where the force is guiding them i i like that i like the where the force is supposed to be idea because it explains why you know so many force ghosts haven't appeared to the people that they probably should have uh, including anakin showing up to kylo but um, I feel like Obi Obi Wan and Qui Gon. Why it took so long for Qui Gon to show up for for Obi Wan in that series? Yeah, yeah. There, but there, I think but there's there more to that. There's yeah, as I say, there's too, there are too many examples of that not being the case. Though, like when Luke, you know, when Luke shows up to Ray, you know, to like talk her off the ledge and get her to get back on track, or like when Ben shows up. T- uh, to save like to save Luke on uh um Hoth. Well not to save him, but to tell him where to go. Like mm-hmm. that's you know, that's that's where they're like the force ghost is actually directing someone to where they need mm-hmm. to be instead of right being where they need to be. Mm-hmm. When I, I think that this is not the show we're here to talk about today necessarily, but <laughs> I think the reason that um Qui Gon never appeared to Obi Wan sooner was because of where obi-wan was mentally and and like emotionally after those confrontations with vader he wasn't um open enough to receive that kind of thing because i don't i don't Mm -hmm. think force ghosts are like so ultimately powerful that they can just like manipulate anything you know it's like anything else it's a force thing and you got to be open to it and like in touch and all that kind of stuff yeah the stars need to align yeah they don't just appear to random people they appear to like yeah. People who are in <laughs> right, touch with the right. force. But speaking yeah. of force lore, oh, here we go. <laughs> but a book, yeah. Way Passing to really it to Justin. Rain things back in there. <laughs> yeah. So we're here to talk today. We're going to finish up our Mortis arc. We're talking about the Clone Wars season three episodes sixteen and seventeen, which are titled "Altar of Mortis" and "The Ghosts of Mortis." And the quote at the beginning, as you guys know, Clone Wars always has a little, I don't know what you call it, like a, what do you want to, what do you call that little st- sentence at the beginning of every There actually episode? is a name for it, but I can't I know, remember. It's called the quote you put at the bottom of your work email signature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only we're putting it at the beginning in Clone Wars. Um, but yeah, so uh, Altar of Mortis, the one that was in front of this episode is He Who Surrenders Hope Surrenders Life. Uh, and then the ghosts of Mortis, it was uh, he who seeks to control fate shall never find peace. Um, both very pertinent in sentences to the episode. Or that only that works with fortune cookies, sorry. In bed. <laughs> um, it's the same cast of characters that we had in the first one. Sans Rex, uh, who does come in at the end of the third one briefly. <laughs> but um, yeah, Ahsoka, Anakin, Obi-Wan the father, the son and the oh, daughter. Nice. And um, again, the acting in this is fantastic. Fine. The music in this is fantastic. Um, but uh, Kyle, why don't you give us a uh, kind of a high level Curses. rundown of episodes two and three, kind of where we left off with our heroes or our trio of heroes leaving, okay. trying to leave. Can, can I say something Mortis. that's about something else before we, 
I I'd rather derail now. Where uh, it no. Makes sense so I'm going to try my, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I just, well, it's actually, so it's about the beginning. So the, um, I just have to tell you guys today, I, uh, when I when I rewatched again today, uh, the little intro thing reminded me of when we were sitting at the breakfast and they kept <laughs> War! playing over yeah. and over again. Just, anyway, <laughs> yes. so yeah. I, I had a good chuckle, like a I had like a a core memory returned to my brain while I because I haven't you know I don't watch the Clone that Wars. That was a fun day often, for us. So, like I got triggered by the you know the memory got triggered. So okay, Kyle, the floor is yours. Yeah, sorry. Um, this. I'll try my best to do this quickly, but I am going to talk about like two episodes and they're pretty weird if we're being honest. So Mm -hmm. uh, where we left off at the end of the previous episode, the father told them, uh, just get out of here, basically. Uh, if you're not going to take my place, then leave. So we're trapped here. Uh, but their ship's not really working. So they can't immediately go, and Anakin has this vision from the sun, and the sun's trying to convince him to team up with him again. He refuses, and so the sun says, okay, well, I'll take Ahsoka, because he knows then they won't leave. Um, Anakin takes over the ship to chase the sun down. Of course, Obi. this just like to let you know how strange things are on Mortis. Obi-Wan doesn't even know what's going on. He's like, why are you taking control of the ship? Why are we flying so fast and crazy right now? Uh, he didn't even see like the thing with the sun was like a vision to Anakin. But then he also somehow manifested and and flew off with Ahsoka. So there's like they're essentially just able to do anything here on Mortis. These gods. There are no um, rules. None whatsoever. Uh, so they fly and they're chasing down the sun and they get to his like castle, temple, lair, hideout, whatever you want to call it. Um, and Anakin's ready to just rush right in. Typical Anakin, if you know anything about uh, Anakin Skywalker, he's like, let's go. We got to get her. And Obi-Wan's like, wait a minute. We don't know what's going on here. We don't know the rules here. We don't know how anything works. Let's go get the father and see what he says. Um, and they're both basically like, okay, you do you, and go their separate ways to follow their own best idea. Cut to Ahsoka, who's in a prison cell, chained to a wall with some other weird little tiny rodent alien prisoner who unlocks her chains and is like, hey, the real prison is what's in here, pointing at his head like it's in your mind. Um, I've been here for so many years, I can barely remember, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, well, I'm a Jedi. I'm going to get out of here. My master's going to save me. And the other prisoner bites her. And turns out that he was actually the son in disguise. And now Ahsoka is... Snake in the grass. Yep. Classic. Tale as old as time. And now she is under his control. She's got all these like varicose veins and her eyes are all dark. And she's, this is the zombie Ahsoka we were talking about the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, so Anakin shows up there and of course she's under control of the sun and he's trying to use her to convince Anakin to stay and she attacks him and they fight. This is as an aside, the first of three fights that ever happened between Anakin and Ahsoka. Um, 
cut to Obi-Wan, who is look, who said he was going to go look for the father. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure. And yes. runs into the daughter instead. And he's like, hey, you've got to help me. Son took Ahsoka. We're trying to leave here. But now Anakin's over there. And usually that means things are going to go bad before they get good. And she's like, well, I can't interfere, but I will take you to the altar. That's the name of the show. The episode, anyway. And there we have this dagger. And this is maybe the only thing, but this is a thing that you can use to kill the son, also kill the father and the daughter, too. Coincidentally enough, they're like the same thing. So he grabs that. I hope we see that thing in in live action because it needs a... uh, It needs... To look better than it does. Yeah, it was a little like uh, <laughs> yeah, a little clunky, just a little triangle with a wrap on it or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So they, they, Obi Wan and the daughter run off to go meet up with Anakin and Ahsoka and the son. They're at his castle place now. Everyone's there. Obi Wan runs outside to help Anakin, who's still fighting with Ahsoka, and the son and the daughter are having their like force wielder battle up in what I guess is like the equivalent of his throne room or something like that. They're shooting lightning at each other and slamming each other into walls and whatever. She said she couldn't interfere, yet here she is interfering. Um, father flies in. Now everybody's on scene together. He throws son and daughter out the big stained glass window in the throne room. Now everybody's out on whatever, the patio uh, in the same area having their big fight. And they're all confronting each other. And the son is like, I... been waiting for you to be weak. I don't care. I'm ready to like take your place. And all my whole plan has come together. The Jedi brought me this blade. Uh, you're here, the father. So he's essentially like threatening to kill him and take his place. Um, you know, while they're all battling, Obi-Wan tosses the blade over to Anakin, but Ahsoka runs in the middle and grabs it. And then she, who's still under control of the son, takes it over and gives it to the son. So the son's got the blade. The father's there. He's kind of winning the day. And he says, all right, you've served your purpose. And he touches a soak on the forehead. And she is dead as a doornail. Real life dead. Not injured badly. She is gone. One with the force. Anakin is furious so sad whatever and the the son is using this like moment of distraction he's gonna stab his father so no one's there to control him anymore and he can just go do as he pleases but the daughter dives in the way and she gets killed instead son is distraught goes flying off um and I think that's close to the end of that episode. I don't know. I'm just trying to go yeah, from memory, basically. No, you're you're spot on. He was mourning the loss of his daughter. Um, it was, uh, but we we have the whole transfer of life, right? That occurs essentially um, as Ahsoka is dead, and and the daughter who sacrificed herself at this point is 
laying there dying and you can see her light diminishing because she had this aura, like this radiant aura of light around her. And as she's laying there, it just kind of gets darker and darker as it goes on. Um, but we have that transfer of life from uh, the daughter to Ahsoka, which brings her back to life. Um, and then the daughter is dead. But we do have uh, this bit of audio about the father uh, to the trio about the brother. As the balance in this world crumbles, so shall war escalate in your galaxy. As my son has descended into the dark side, so have the Sith gained strength. We will stop your son. No. You must go now. He needs your ship to leave the planet. You must leave before he can take it. What about you? I shall mourn all that I have done. And all that is yet to be. Very foreboding. Yeah, we kind of breezed over the thing with Ahsoka, I guess. And I think that's like one of the most important things that happens here, other than Anakin's vision of the future that he has in the next episode. So like, mm-hmm. um, the daughter is dead. Ahsoka is dead. Um, Anakin is distraught and he's like begging the father to help. And the father says, I, I cannot, uh, undo or I what has done cannot be undone. There's no hope. Anakin says there's always hope. And then, it, you know, in the father, the father in like all time quickest. Well, okay, fine. I guess like he the, there there's no hope. Well, okay, fine. I get my 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 daughter's last act will be to breathe life into your friend. He took no convincing. He went from no hope to. Like, okay, fine, I'll just do it. I don't know why there was no hope 30 <laughs> seconds ago, but whatever. Anakin kneels down between them. He's, like, got one hand over each of their head, and the father's right behind him, and he uses his, him as, like, a conduit, and he transfers, uh, you know, the life force of the daughter into Ahsoka, and Ahsoka takes, like, this big deep breath, and she comes back to life, and she's under... Mm-hmm no longer under control of the sun. And from, you know, this point on, that's when Morai, who is the color of the daughter, they're the same like green and gold color, um, is always kind of following her around and their buddies, you know, from then on. Was that mm-hmm. ever explained? No. It's just a thing okay. that happens. Uh, so again... Here at the end of episode two, the just like at the end of the first episode, it's get out of here and they get to the ship and they're trying to leave. Um, but again, it needs repairs. And again, <laughs> Anakin has to like do some bullshit and cause problems. That's like his main thing that he does throughout the entirety of the Clone Wars. So, for whatever reason, even though the father already explicitly said, just leave, get out of here, there's nothing you can do, please leave, Anakin's like, we can't leave unless I talk to the father and get his permission to leave. Which, uh, you know, yeah, doesn't make tons of sense, but that's uh, sort of par for the course for Anakin. Um, you know, chosen one, powerful in the force. 
not the brightest crayon in the box all the time. Yeah, he uh, wields that power, but not always the brain. That's why he really needed Obi-Wan around. Um, so he goes to find the father who he does find at the daughter's like crypt where he's burying her in this tomb or closing her in this tomb. It's like a, I don't know. It's an obelisk. It's a structure. It's something, whatever. Uh, and the father says he's going to have to go kill the son, but Anakin's afraid that the father's not strong enough to do it alone. And the father's like, well, perhaps, perhaps not. The force will decide. It's like, go on, please leave again for the third time. Leave. Uh, I'm just going to deal Get with out this. Of my house. Yeah, he was sick of it. Uh, but then on the way back to the ship, maybe who knows if Anakin was listening at this point, he may have just been going to look for the sun anyway. Uh, he sees a vision from Qui-Gon again, popping up. Maybe quotation marks. This is like possibly Qui-Gon, possibly a vision from the sun. Cause he does stuff like this. Um, and Qui-Gon's like, well, you know, I, I believe you're the chosen one. You're going to bring balance to the force. You're going to face your demons. You've got to go to this place that is strong in the dark side of the force. Trust your instincts, you know, trust your training, yada, yada, yada. Um, which to me, they never really say this, but to me, this like seems like the sun is orchestrated this you know has manipulated him to show up because why would qui-gon direct him to go have this horrible experience um and so anakin does he goes like this is what he was itching to do anyway he was basically just looking for a reason to go do this thing that he wanted to do um and he goes to this pick a fight well that they call it the well of the dark side it looks like sort of like a volcano at the bottom there's lava everywhere it's very hot that's typical dark side stuff uh, and the sun's down there and the sun's like, you know, we, we don't have to be enemies. Uh, and well, you murdered your sister, the force is out of balance. I got to stop you. And I think that's when we cut to Obi-Wan who is talking to the father who I think came to their ship probably to check and make sure that Anakin left Uh spoiler. He did not leave as he was told for the third time in a row. Um, and he says, tells Obi-Wan that Anakin has gone off to this dark side area, whatever. And yet, for some reason, you cannot interfere. Obi-Wan making a very strong point. If we weren't supposed to interfere, why would we be here in the first place? Um, because the whole deal here is this is the will of the force. We were drawn here. We were brought here. Um, kind of hard to argue with that. Touche, old man. Yep, back to the sun and Anakin. This is where things go really, really south for Anakin and really everybody involved. But he says, hey, I've got a gift. And this gift just so happens to be a vision of the future. And it is exactly what you expect it might be. It's Anakin choking his wife slash senator slash baby mama Padme. Uh, it's him fighting and getting multiple amputated slash uh largely almost burned to death by obi-wan and um the emperor taking over the galaxy and you being this uh machine at his right hand yeah horrifying yep. and 
he, uh, he's not into it. He's like very upset, as you can imagine. Uh, I'll do such terrible things. Yes, but it doesn't have to be that way. The choice is yours to make. The, uh, it's, it's crazy because all of this stuff now is all of the stuff that Palpatine says to Anakin. It's all of the stuff that Anakin says to um, Luke when they're trying to convert them respectively to the dark side, like verbatim. It's the same stuff. Join me and together we will destroy this emperor. Um, Anakin, will we bring peace? You know, that's the same thing he says in, uh, I'm going to bring peace, justice to my new empire. You know, it's, it's his whole Your new empire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and then we cut away from there. I, it's, Anakin basically has has fallen to the dark side. He's agreed, like, yes, all these things are terrible things are going to happen. He's very easily convinced by these dark side force wielder people, like, hey, things are going to go bad, but if you listen to me, definitely not. Even though you already know I'm the bad guy, I can make things work out. Uh, Anakin buys that because reasons, but he does it every time. <laughs> um Ahsoka is trying to send out a distress call. Of course, that doesn't work. Nothing but static. They're like not really in the ethereal realm. You know, they're in like the, some some extra different place. They cannot just call for help. That didn't work. Obi Wan speeding off to help Anakin. He gets to the bottom of this well, and Anakin is already like Sith eyes. Pushes his little speeder bike thing into the lava. Um, and he's like, Hey, you're not going to understand what I have to do to end the clone war. Uh, you're going to try to stop me. I'm sorry, but I've seen it's the Jedi who will stand in the way of peace. You know, kind of same stuff he's saying later. Um, this guy's like a broken record. Yeah, I know this guy, (laughs) same, same story, different day. Uh, the sun comes in, he's, you know, he's mine now and they, they fly off together. Obi-Wan's stuck at the bottom of the well. Uh, with no speeder, so he's like trying to climb out all slow, like like Link in um, uh, Ocarina of Time or something up a wall. Um, Obi Wan's telling Ahsoka, "You got to disable the ship because those two are flying there to try and escape." That's the son's whole deal. Is he's trying to get off this this prison? Mortis is like a prison for him, I and mean, he's trying to get out and go run amok throughout the galaxy. Uh, with Anakin now, uh, but if, oh, Obi-Wan also tells her not to confront them. So she does like the weird hide up on the roof thing. Nobody sees her and she's got whatever. They don't say what it is. Some kind of piece. She took the spark plug, whatever she took the, the ignition switch. Doesn't matter. She took the thing you need to make it fly. She took their, she stole the catalytic catalytic. Converter. She took the catalytic converter right off of it. Um, she's going to sell the platinum inside of it. And also they can't leave. So she runs of off the five members of my band. have gotten their catalytic converter stolen this year, this year. Yeah. So current active problem. Watch, uh, put a, what are those, what are those things that you used to be able to put on your steering wheel? So people couldn't the club. Yeah. Put a, the club <laughs> on your catalytic converter. Did somebody invent that? That's why we'll make our millions. Um, anyway, <laughs> Ahsoka goes, speeds off. She's rest. She rescues Obi-Wan from the bottom of this well where he's trying to climb out like Link, but he's running out of stamina. Uh, and she makes some crack about it. 
and um, they go to fly off and try to get Anakin, of course. Um, the father confronts she, you know, they're, this is everybody just pops up everywhere. Like they're, they can just, they can turn into bats and grow wings whenever they want. They can just like appear places. So time and space. Don't worry about it. Everyone just shows up everywhere all the time. Go ahead. I just assumed that Mortis was actually really small. It's like that. It's like the planet on the, the small prince, the little prince, Le petit prince. What was he? I think Obi-Wan at one point even goes, well, how do I even? He's like, I have to find the father. Well, how do I even find the father? And then he turns around and literally the he's whole just like, castle it's like, is like right behind. Yeah, him. but he's right it's there. Like, oh, yeah. okay. In the ca- <laughs> well, there's like works. basically a neon sign flash. The father lives here. The father lives here. Like live nudes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was the Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, um, so don't don't worry sorry, too much yeah. about that. When they disappear, <laughs> this person appears. They go like things just pop off real quickly on mortis anyway mm-hmm. father shows up to talk to anakin and ag- again for like the fifth fourth fifth time convince him of dude what are you doing why just leave here please um and this is when he realizes that the sun shown showed him the future and Anakin sees what's going to happen. And, and uh, you know, I've seen what I be, I become, I can't let that happen. And the father, just like Yoda says, uh, you know, the future hard to see. Nothing is set in stone. Uh, if there is to be balance, what you have seen must be forgotten. And boom, Anakin's memory right. is wiped of all of the um, visions of the future. So he no longer knows black maneuver. what happens to him. Um, mm-hmm. We're getting close here. We're almost at the end. I tried to do this fast and it has not been fast. Um, You're good. I think it's fine. You're doing good. So the son goes to the sister's crypt. That's why he and Anakin were split up. That's where the dagger is. He gets that because he's still trying to take out um the father um and anakin wakes up he's at the father's monastery he has no idea what's going on uh the father explains that he erased what he should not have ever been shown in the first place ahsoka and obi-wan show up because they were trying to find him and they you know they just did small town only so many places to go they found him very quickly um son shows up with the dagger try that in a small town well yeah here we go um, and he's ready to kill the dad. He's like, you know, you got no power to keep me here. I've been growing stronger, blah, 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 blah. Um, and this, the father, you know, you would destroy all that's good. I beg you restrain yourself. Stay. He's still trying to convince him. It's not happening. A uh, big fight breaks out and the father takes the dagger and stabs himself, which, uh, again, I told you this, this arc is confusing. The son wanted to kill the father and the way the father prevented the son from, uh, achieving his goals was by killing himself. So that's just what happened. I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have that little bit of audio yeah, here. Hold on one it. second here. <laughs> You're going to kill me now. I held hope that you could resist the dark side. But I see now 
There is no going back. Father. No! What have you done? It did not have to be this way! Yes, my child. It did. You and I are tied together. And your strength runs through me. This way, I take your power. Please, don't die. I always knew there was good in you. That's what Luke says. <laughs> stabby, stabby Anakin. Typical. Stabakin. <laughs> so you have betrayed me, father. So you have betrayed me, father. So now they're all dead. It's- yeah. Uh, it's interesting that I hear him is like, he's like, please don't die. And he's like, oh, I knew there was good in you. But the sister earlier had said, well, he only does things for selfish reasons, whereas I do things for selfless reasons. Mm-hmm. He didn't want his father to die because he knew after he'd said that now his power is gone. He didn't really want him to not die because he loved him. He just didn't want his powers gone. Crazy. Yeah, which it, it was all it was all like a little hard to explain. The son wanted to kill the father, but then as soon as the father stabbed himself, he was like, "No, why did you do that?" As if he already knew that he was going to lose his power. So why was he trying to do it in the first place? Like mm-hmm. I don't don't know. Doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> it's all a metaphor anyway. I don't think you're supposed to take it too literally, but yeah, Anakin stabs him. They're all done. They're all dead. Um, and boom, they wake up right where they started at the beginning of the first episode. Rex is on the thing. He's like, whoa, you guys were gone for a a moment there. And Anakin's like, I think we were gone for longer than a moment. And he's like, what? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. And then that was like the end of it. Um, there was a, a little bit of a last, um, the father's last words basically before he disappears um, to the group. And this is what he says there. And now I die. My heart broken. But knowing the rule you will play. And what is that? You are the chosen one. You have brought balance to this world. Stay on this path, and you will do it again for the galaxy. But beware your heart. Oh, no way. He actually typed in heart. <laughs> you don't think That's so? Money Python joke. <laughs> um, yeah, um, cautionary tale there. Um, yeah, and so the Mortis arc is the same as the, you know, story of Anakin Skywalker, you know, at the at the beginning, the things are kind of imbalanced. That would be like the Phantom Menace, and then you've got the strengthening and strengthening and strengthening of the dark side until it's way out of balance, and that would be like the beginning of the original trilogy, and then, you know, at the end, um when Anakin throws the emperor over the ledge and they both die as a result, that's not very dissimilar to uh, the son and the father dying at the end of the Mortis arc. In my humble opinion. Yeah. 
I've heard that if you um you take Van Halen's 1984. Here we go. This you, is going to be great. And you start it on the third roar of the when um the Clone Wars quote comes up, the first mm-hmm. one, and you invite your friend Mary Jane over. They just sync up perfectly. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll definitely do that. Right. Uh huh. I was trying to look up a Dave Matthews later. Band album, um, but I couldn't do it fast <laughs> enough. And I was like, oh, well, I got to go. I got to pander to Justin then. Sure. Uh, before these crowded streets <laughs> crash um, under the table and dreaming. Jeez. Busted stuff. Um, come tomorrow walk around the moon (laughs) those are songs um those are also albums according to i'll walk around the moon is a new album you're right um the daughter says fan whatever um (laughs) justin mentioned it earlier but i think since uh dave i know has definitely mentioned it in filoni uh, if you're not on a first name basis, has mentioned not it. In, well, we were just talking about. Dave I, Matthews, I know to so. clarify, uh, who also goes by Dave. Uh, Dave Filoni has said in multiple interviews, and I I think maybe George has said this before. Lucas has said this before too, <laughs> not George Matthews. Um, but the the daughter makes a quote. You know, it, it's his or she makes a quote. She says a quote. It's it's his nature. Uh, to be sel- uh, selfish, it's my nature to be selfless, and that's exactly how um, uh, um, Dave I- explains the the f- nature of the light side and the dark side of the force. You know, the light side it's about being selfless and doing for others, and the dark side is about being selfish, and that's just like how things spiral out of control from there, in like drastic versions of both of those things. And I think a lot of those lessons play into the Ahsoka series that we just watched, um, where you can see Sabine uh, and Ahsoka directly talks about it, where he's she basically says Sabine made a selfish decision in trying to go off and find Ezra, and rather than maybe destroying the map and just leaving them all out there, she made a very selfish decision there. But in the end ends up making this selfless decision to get Ezra back on the ship to let him come back and leaves herself stranded there. Was Ahsoka Ahsoka right when she said that? Or was that before Ahsoka um, met with Anakin in the world between worlds or whatever and had her her awakening? Because is it selfish to go rescue someone else? I don't know. I think Ahsoka was, I think Ahsoka in the moment was thinking Sabine was just trying to rescue him for herself. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like their relationship. Right. But I think Hu Yang tried to, the better pull, of the tried to pull her back in too and say like, Hey, maybe mm-hmm. this was the only choice she could make. You don't like it. Maybe that's not right. I'm not, which is why Hu Yang got on her about yeah. it and was like, are you sure you're right about that? Yeah. Like <laughs> your thinking may not be, in line, like maybe it's not a selfish decision. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not um, convinced that's an a hundred percent accurate assessment on her part. Yeah. So I mean, it. But it's cool how you can kind of see these light and dark characters overarching other character decisions and plot lines and things like that in the current stories that we're watching on Disney Plus and how they're relevant. Um, and in this case, 
in this case, directly relevant because we see these Mortis statues, the father and the son and the daughter, uh, albeit the head gone, mm-hmm. but um, we see these statues um, on this Peridia planet. Um, and and that's where, to your, what you were talking about earlier, Kyle, Mirai first appears at the end of this Mortis arc and then makes frequent appearances throughout Clone War, the rest kind of, of Clone Wars. Kind of key moments. She shows up Rebels. more in Rebels, I think, than Clone Wars, but mm-hmm. uh, she's around. Yep. And, and this attached to a for reference, this arc, this Mortis arc was the introduction of the um Mortis gods, the father, daughter, and son. We see these statues of them on and the season finale of Ahsoka. I'm assuming they were worshipped by some kind of indigenous people to this planet. I guess we'll find out. Um and they appeared one other time um but just their images and that was in a story arc on rebels and i think that's what we are planning on talking about next week right it's the the one other time that we see these mortis gods if you're just dying to hear um... more about them this is a whole (laughs) totally different thing though it's not really about them per se they just are in it it would be the uh Rebels post Canaan. Uh, easy, easy, at this easy. Point. We don't um, need to go there so, just yet. Yeah, I know. That's a emotional trauma, emotional baggage. There, That's one so. of the saddest things that happens in Star Wars. And <laughs> saying something, yeah, yeah. Um, it's always hard to watch that episode. Um, and in the, I think the one or two that follows it are are pretty uh, yeah, dark as well. I don't want to say dark, but uh, somber. Somber is probably a better choice of words. So. Um, anything else you guys want to touch on, on the Mortis arc here, um, before we wrap things up and call it a day? No, I, I think it's still like really, they, I think they leave so much of it open to interpretation about what is physically happening and what's sort of like a vision and what's sort of like, I, I don't know what's real and what's an idea and what's what's just telling you what you need to know. And I, um, yeah, cause I, I don't think it's, I think it's a little like more thought provoking than it's just like, Oh, these three beings. And then, you know, they had a fight mm-hmm. and killed each other. I think it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's more of a metaphor than that. Force yeah. gods just duking it out in their Pokemon arena. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And it's, um, but like you're right it's still very vague still very cryptic Mm -hmm. in their their discussion of what happens in their greater role in the star wars universe so yeah to me it's more of like a manifest it's like the force um that can do anything you know it's all powerful and it throws flows through the whole uh galaxy and the whole universe i think i think it was just showing these characters what they needed to see in that moment for everything to happen the way it needed to happen more than they were in an actual place doing these actual things. You know, that's sort of mm-hmm. my interpretation of it. Yep. Makes sense. Josh, anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? This is some weird star Wars and I'm excited that we're 
um, <clears throat> this is being addressed in the live action show. I'm really interested to see where it goes. Man, weird Star Wars is the best Star Wars. <laughs> I, th- I think the two best when Star Wars really, really thrives is when it is so small and so human. That's Andor. And when it is just so out there and so weird, that's like the Mortis arc. Those are the mm-hmm. two opposite ends of the spectrum. And they're both like some of the best stuff. Oh yeah. Yep. For sure. Completely agree, sir. Well, let's, uh, let's close it up and head on home. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. We hope y'all enjoyed our recap and kind of discussion on Clone Wars Season 3, Episodes 16 and 17, Altar of Mortis and Ghosts of Mortis. Um, We're going to dive, I think like Kyle said, we're going to dive into that Rebels arc here in a little bit. Um, But in the interim, while everybody's waiting on TV shows and other stuff to come out, there are lots of good books out there available to read Star Wars-wise. We've got audiobook content that's out there for you guys to read there's comic books out there to read um there's a lot of good media for star wars right now that is not tv so go check it out um expand your star wars knowledge in your brain i will say i listen to a lot of audiobooks like more than one a week and the star wars audiobooks are some of the highest quality ones you can get they pull out all the stops they've got great voice actors super high production quality the music sound effects the whole the whole nine so um oh yeah there's tons of stuff and if you don't know what to read just read the alphabet squadron trilogy it's so freaking good oh i love that so good yes it's so good those i feel like especially are well performed too Mm -hmm. and they're super accessible yeah you don't really need to know much you will not be disappointed by those three so Go check them out. Um, you can listen to all of our previous episodes on anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find most of them on YouTube at Outer Rim Beacon. You can follow us anywhere on the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Outer Rim Beacon as well. You can email us at Beacon at gmail.com. My name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at IamTheBendu. Where are they going to find YouTube? This is Josh. I am Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on all the social media. Nice. Again, get out there. Check out some books, man. Check out some comics. There's a lot of good ones out there. Go do it. And if there is anything else that you saw in Ahsoka or Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett or Andor, and you were like, hey, what the heck is that? Send us a note and maybe we can talk about it because I bet we already watched the thing that it was in. Yep. Some of us probably five or six times yeah. <laughs> or more. Depending on what it is. Could yeah. be so. All right. All right, everybody. Have a great, great day wherever you are. May the force be with you. Always. Life. Grow up. Clunky.